American psycho Gavin Newsom has his revenge on those deplorable conservatives who tried to unseat him. And so he signs a bill allowing children to hide sex operations and abortions from their parents. Then a story of collusion you won't hear anywhere else between California officials and Planned Parenthood secretly working together to destroy David Daleiden once and for all. This David versus Goliath story will not end peacefully. And as the cult of death asserts their political will, Florida reminds us that all is not lost yet. I'm Seth Gruber and this is Unaborted. Welcome to the show today, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. So the intro was obviously pretty disturbing, huh? Probably have you <laughs> squirming in your seat already. Such is the nature of California politics and such is the nature of our leaders today who really do despise you, who really do hate you and the pre-born. And anyone who dares dissent from their liberal orthodoxy, their leftist orthodoxy, their culture and cult of death, will be treated as a heretic in a theocracy, <laughs> the theocracy of progressivism, not of Christianity, not of the Israelites and the Jews and the Christians trying to recreate a theocracy in America while they're going to persecute and murder anyone who's not a Christian. These crazed sort of leftist pipe dreams that they create about the fears of giving Christians political power. No, the only theocracy in America today is the theocracy of progressivism, whose high sacrament is abortion and now vaccines. And any heretic of that, of that alternative religion um, will be treated um, as violently and um, uh, evil um, and persecuted to the extent that they pretend in their minds that conservatives would do uh, if they held the reins of political power. Um, these stories coming out of California are incredibly disturbing, and it's showing the priorities of um, our political regime in California, and the political regime largely throughout the country as the Democrats are basically running every institution um, and control um, every level of government right now. And so anyone who questions that, who exposes certain crimes, uh, maybe federal crimes, um, that might compromise their power um, and their regime and their ability to implement their political vision and will, um, will be attacked, will be ostracized, will be treated as a heretic. And so we're going to dive into all of this, but um, I, I, I want to start with a bill that Gavin Newsom just signed called AB 1184. Um, and I think it's called something like, uh, uh, you know, medical care, confidentiality. It's called something like this. Really what it should be called is Newsom attacks minors and families. <laughs> Newsom hates California families and children. <laughs> this is really what it should be called. But of course, they, they require euphemisms. The left requires euphemisms to pull off their political project because the mainstream positions of today's Democrat Party would have had 1960s Democrats um, registering as MAGA Trump Republicans, <laughs> right? The mainstream positions of today's Democrat Party would have had lifelong Democrat legislators in America circa 1960 registering as MAGA Trump Republicans. That is how far that they have fled to the left 
and that party is entirely unrecognizable to anything that would have resembled the Democrat Party in even, even 1960s, 70s, in the height of the sexual revolution. Um, but such is the nature of leftism, right? It attempts to always recreate itself, um, to liberate itself from human nature. And this is why the left and the Democrat Party is so obsessed with things like this bill that push transgenderism, that push abortion. Because if you can liberate yourself even from the constraints of human nature by saying boys can be girls and girls can be boys, there's no objective moral order, there's no objective human nature that holds across time and space, it's endlessly malleable. If some humans are persons and some humans are not persons, and we can just parse the two, and we can create categories of human non-persons, oh, that's what they said about blacks, that's what they say about babies in the womb, human non-persons, and we can do that and just like kind of move around the human nature puzzle pieces of the human species as if we're a god, then there's no end to your political project. And if you can convince American citizens that you can do that and just trust us with political power so that we can bring you into the leftist utopia of tomorrow, um, then there's nothing you can't pull off and there's nothing you can't indoctrinate the American citizenry to believe is possible. Um, this is why they care so much about these, these types of bills. So on September um, 21st, um, Newsom signed AB 1184, and AB 1184 will keep patient information confidential for patients who are not the primary policyholder for their health insurance. Healthcare services that patients can keep confidential include, and here is from AB 1184, here's from the bill, from the text, from the document, the, the services that patients can keep confidential include, quote, reproductive health care <laughs> and gender-affirming care. Of course, those are euphemisms to mean, uh, oh, infanticide, uh, homicide, and gender-affirming care, oh, uh, oh, genital mutilation, and chemical castration. Literally, genital mutilation, physically doing that to a minor's genitalia because they feel like they're the other gender, or gender-affirming care, uh, yeah, that would also mean pumping them full of cross-sex hormones and puberty blockers. Well, the, the puberty blockers start first, and then you start the cross-sex hormones, right? To, to, to force your body to, to, to mirror who you feel you are on the inside, right? This is the, the, the actual heresy of Gnostic dualism or body self-dualism, which says that the real you is not your body. It's, who, it's, it's your consciousness, your desires, your soul. Well, all of those things are on the inside. They're not tangible, physical things. So I have to force my body physically, to appear how I feel on the inside. So real persons are not flesh and bones. Real persons are souls. Um, this is a heresy. It's been deemed a heresy by the church for, for hundreds and thousands of years. And it's a core tenet of progressivism. For that reason, I already said, if you can liberate yourself even from the constraints of a human body and human nature, there's no end to your political project. And then you can recreate society in your own image. But they'll always start with the children, right? Because they're the posterity of the country. And they understand that if you can get them while they're young, they'll serve you forever. And if you can indoctrinate them with certain ideas about the country, about human nature and human flourishing, um, then you can upend and, and recreate an entire society. Um, and if you study history, you'll know that this is what communist regimes have always seek to do, is to indoctrinate the children even sometimes against their parents, right? Um, and this is what the left has been trying to do and is doing in America today. You gotta attack the kids and you gotta keep the parents out of these decisions. And this is what this bill does. Live Action News reporting on September 28th, AB 1184 makes it easier for minor children on their parents' insurance plan to keep their abortion secret as well as other sensitive medical information. Minor patients will no longer need to get approval 
from the insurance policy holder, their parents. <laughs> and information cannot be shared with anyone unless the minor patient approves first. This is how much they love abortion, right? They want to insert the state between a parent and a child. Because you see, you're not, you're not fit to be a good parent. And, and, and American psycho Daddy Newsom, with his big axe that he takes towards the necks of unborn children and the, the necks of the, um, <laughs> the American family, right? Um, he knows best. Trust him. You're not fit to be a parent. Let the Democrats run the home. Um, and this is really just another attempt and um, example of the state stepping into in the home. Now, remember, you can't get Advil or aspirin as a minor without parental consent. You cannot get a painkiller from your public school or private school without parental consent and knowledge. You can't go on a field trip today. For, this has been true for years. You can't go on a field trip without parental consent or knowledge. But you can murder your parents' grandchild and charge it to their insurance plan without their knowledge or consent. This is your Democrat party, ladies and gentlemen. Infanticide on demand. Reimburse through your parents' insurance plan without them even knowing about it. The, I mean, <laughs> this is sick, right? This is wild. This is unreal. And we were told by pro-life evangelicals for Biden and woke pastors like Ed Stetzer and Phil Vischer and Christian leaders allegedly like Lecrae and Tim Keller and Andy Stanley and many, many more that we shouldn't vote in this last election, or you should definitely vote for Biden to restore civility to the White House. And we told you this is what would happen. We were very clear, the pro-life movement was very clear that the state would continue stepping between parents and children, that they would continue pushing abortions on minors without parental consent. These are one of many things that we said literally, verbatim, would happen, would happen if the Democrats were in control. Now, obviously we're talking about California. We predicted this with Newsom as well. But this is not just isolated to California, right? They, they want to do this across the country. Nancy Pelosi right now is pushing the Women's Health Protection Act, which would codify Roe v. Wade into federal law so no states can pass pro-life laws. You think they're not going to put some rider or additional thing on that Women's Health Protection Act that would allow minors to get abortions without, without parental consent? They may already, and they're already pushing that with gender-affirming care, right, with, with genital mutilation of minors who feel like they're the other gender, who should be able to get that gender-affirming care without parental consent or knowledge because the parents are bigots if they think that there's only two genders and that you can't magically transform into the other. So, you know, if we were to run a, uh, a um, satirical um, troll ad for the Democrat Party today, for, for Newsom, uh, in his uh, re-election campaign. It might go something like this. Calling all teenagers, free genital mutilations and infanticide right here. Da, 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 da. Come on in. No parental consent or form needed. We're Democrats. We love children so much that we whisper them away from their families so we can chop up their genitals and tear babies out of their womb. Come on out to California. You can trust us. Um, right? I mean, literally, this is disgusting. And, 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 of course, the, the deacons in the Church of Progressivism, um, who are what? Public school teachers who, who help teach progressivism to the next generation to indoctrinate them into their religion. You think that these public school teachers are not going to help these students work within this new law 
to get free abortions and gender-affirming care without parental consent or knowledge? Of course they are. This is happening across some European countries and in Canada already. Um, of course, the um, progressives will be very excited to work with children to make this a reality, to make sure that children know that this is an option. And when Planned Parenthood gets their sex ed into schools and tries to get little pup tents on public schools to provide condoms and sexual counseling, they'll be sure to let these children know about this new law. So let me ask you something. How would you respond if you learned that your neighbor helped take your 13-year-old to get an abortion and brought her home with blood dripping down her leg? How would you respond um, if that happened and your daughter's now on your couch um, bleeding and the abortion didn't go all that great and your neighbor has to now admit to you what he just did? Or maybe your daughter tells you months or years later what happened. How would you respond? Well, for myself, I would walk next door and I would beat the living pulp out of my neighbor until his face was unrecognizable. And I would tell the judge, uh, do with me what you will, I think you would have done the same. And if America had anything resembling a healthy moral compass, any judge would um, do nothing to prosecute me, the man who beat him up for abusing his daughter in that way. But we don't have a healthy moral compass in America. Today, it's incredibly perverted, and that's due in no small part to abortion, because if we can't get the right to life of babies right, we certainly won't get anything else right. What if your neighbor, who developed a close friendship with your 15-year-old son, who believed that he was a girl, took your son to have his penis chopped off by a doctor, and then your neighbor paid that doctor to keep it quiet so that nobody found out, and then you found out later, how would you respond? Your son's penis just got cut off, your neighbor paid for it, and he told the doctor to keep it quiet. Yeah, I, I, I think that if you um, manage to not shoot your neighbor, um, that would be a great um, exercise of constraint on your part, right? Well, why is it any different if the state is the one doing it? From a moral perspective, how is it any different? <laughs> so if the state does it, we just have to nod our heads and go, ah, self-government, I guess, liberty, right? That's liberty, that's freedom. We can't, we can't tell others how they can or cannot live. But if, you're, if your neighbor does it, that would be a crime against humanity, it would be a national news story. But if Newsom signs a bill and says that your children can have this happen, doctors have to accept it, they have to not tell you, and they have to charge it to your insurance without you knowing, how is that any better from a moral perspective? Of course it's not. And because in, in our American political system, we the people are the sovereign, right? So the politicians serve at our consent, which means if they pass this kind of disgusting, radical, demonic, satanic, evil bills that empower traffickers, that attack children, and that try to keep you from exercising your parental duty to protect your posterity and your children, then they should be removed from office. Uh, the only question for American citizens and California citizens is how far will you allow the other side to overplay their hand? At what point do you reach your line where you say, I'm done, I don't care anymore, I'm gonna put it all on the line. I'm going to exhaust myself getting these people out of office. When will you reach your line? San Francisco people certainly haven't, Los Angeles people certainly haven't, right? Many of these counties that, that voted to keep Newsom in office and now Newsom is having his American psycho revenge against all of the people who tried to remove him. Of course, this also gives a beautiful little gift to the sex traffickers and pimps, doesn't it? Right? This lets traffickers cover up sexual abuse and trafficking. If a minor is attempting to get an abortion without parental consent, that should probably be a red flag, yeah? 
Maybe the doctor or the abortion clinics could go, hmm, um, where's your mom, honey? Where's dad? Are, are, are you okay? Is, that, is, is anyone abusing you? That should be a red flag. That should be mandatory reporting. Um, but it's not at all. Once again, uh, Newsom seems intent on pandering to um, actual traffickers, degenerates, and pimps. Do you remember, was it last year, earlier this year? Newsom uh, passed a bill uh, decreasing the criminal sentences and charges against uh, child pedophiles. These are the type of people that Democrats pander to. Sex traffickers, pimps, and child pedophiles. Well, shouldn't surprise you, but um, seemingly um, it uh, is not leading to anyone living differently. Seemingly we continue to put up with this in our state and in our country. I hope you see what's happening here, though. These people actually hate you, right? They, they don't think that you're fit to be parents. You see, they can't trust you to make decisions about your own children's future, their well-being, and in this case, your own grandchildren, who the state wants your child to be able to kill without your knowledge or consent. You can't be trusted to be told that your minor child may be pregnant because you just might support life, right? You might insist that the baby not be murdered. But that's just too much potential cash flow that the abortion industry might lose out on. We can't have those pesky parents involved in taking care of the children they created because too many of them might not have their daughter get an abortion. We can't have that. Newsom knows best. Psycho daddy knows best. Just give our your parental duties over to us. And if you won't, we'll take them anyways which is, of course, what this bill does. You know, it's much better to just keep parents in the dark and then quietly charge their insurance company a nice fat number for their daughter's abortion. Now, this is also an attack against doctors in California who will be forced to provide these sick services to children with no parental involvement. This law will attempt to force doctors to hide the truth about irreversible medical procedures like genital mutilation, puberty blockers, and cross-sex hormones, and hide the truth about abortion from these minors that they have to provide reproductive health care to and gender-affirming care without telling their parents. Jonathan Keller, the president of California Family Council, who we had on the show a while back, asked a great question, of course, very simple. How can moms and dads protect their children if insurance companies deliberately keep them in the dark? I am part of a health share. When I call to ask some questions about bills from my wife for having a new baby that I pay, um, I can't even talk to them about the freaking bills because I'm not my wife. And unless I get her on the phone giving permission for me to talk on her behalf, I, I, they won't even talk to me about the bill. Despite the fact that we're both married, we're both on the plan, I can give them my wife's social security number, license, birth date, all of that. And, I can, and we're married, <laughs> okay. Oh, protecting privacy and medical confidentiality, unless you're a minor that Newsom wants to rip a baby out of you, your womb or chop your 15-year-old penis off because he's a, he's a priest in the religion of progressivism, which operates off of Gnostic dualism, which says the real you is not your body. So we have to chop up children's body parts to make them feel like they are on the inside, despite the fact that all the best studies have shown that without social affirmation and surgical intervention, all of the people who think they're the other gender will experience natural resolution. Uh, 90, it's like 95, 97% will experience natural resolution and a recognition of the fact that they are just a boy or they are just a girl. 
But the Democrats don't care about any of these studies. They know how damaging transgenderism ideology is. They know this. They don't care because that becomes another victim class that they can pander to, to present themselves as a savior to, and then attack their political opponents as transphobes and people who hate minority victim communities who are oppressed by the, the, the white Republican patriarchy, who don't want to affirm who they feel they are on the inside. And so just like black people, just like Hispanics, just like uh, transgender identifying individuals, all these people just become victim classes for the Democrat liberal regime to then present themselves as a savior too. And now they're doing that to children as well and demeaning and attacking the parents who they insist should have no voice or authority to make decisions on their own minor children's behalf. Newsom also announced that he will join the California Future Abortion Council, California Future Abortion Council, and is intentionally trying to send a message, of course, to Texas and other pro-life states. Here's what Newsom said. He said, these are dark days. I don't think one can under, understate the consequential nature of the moment we are living in. It becomes of outsized importance that California assert itself. And, and he's saying this about making California a, 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 a future abortion council, that we need to protect the right to future abortions and not let them be compromised. And he sees what's happening in Texas and Florida, which we'll get to in a second. And so he's saying we need to step up. We need to assert our moral and political vision to dismember babies, to chop up the genitals of minors, and to separate children from their parents, which I thought I was told at the if it happens at the border is the worst thing that's ever happened in American history. But if the state separates the child from their parents in California and usurps the parents' knowledge and will to kill babies and chop up their children, um, then suddenly separating children from parents doesn't, doesn't disturb the Democrats anymore. Isn't that interesting? Um, and so he's recognizing that their high sacrament of abortion is starting to be compromised, that people are starting to wake up in a way they haven't before in my lifetime to finally fight to end abortion. This has Newsom crapping his pants because of how much money Planned Parenthood gives him, and so he knows he has to step up and defend their high sacrament. And we're going to get to more of how California um, leaders do that when it comes to exposing Planned Parenthood and making sure that they protect their biggest political campaign donors. The California oligarchy is caught in bed with Planned Parenthood once again, scheming on how to finally end that little Israelite David with his little sling and stones that he keeps using to expose us. And we'll get to that in just one second. But first, if you like this show and want to hear more great content and commentary from the front lines of the abortion wars and the pro-life movement, head on over to patreon.com forward slash unaborted. Check out our fun tiers there. There's nine of them, like Sassy Since Conception, where you get to join a monthly call with me and others, Life Defender, Bane of Choice, Abolitionist, and more. Each one gives you a perk as a reward and a thank you for supporting the show to help us increase our production value, number of episodes, guests we have on the show, and moving towards creating more conversational, interactional content on the streets to change minds, change hearts, and save lives. Thanks so much. We'll be right back with a whole lot more. So California officials are secretly working with Planned Parenthood to destroy David Daleiden once and for all, that pesky little Israelite David with his stones and his sling that continues to be a fly in the ointment, a pain in the ass, a stick in the eye to the abortion industry in the most powerful state for abortion, California, right up there, of course, with New York. 
And so you remember this whole story with the Center for Medical Progress and David Daleiden exposing Planned Parenthood for selling dead baby body parts on the black market for additional cash. But they're seeking to now suppress and finally force him to be silent. So this opens up a broader conversation about the nature of government and politics. There are only two ways to govern historically, right? You can govern through persuasion or you can govern through force. You either persuade your fellow citizens, right, in the American tradition of debating ideas, coming to conclusions, um, and, and persuading Americans on who to vote for, uh, to send certain representatives to represent us in Congress, um, and to um, assert our political will and vision for the country. And if they don't, we, um, we primary them, and we, we get someone else in there who will. But this all requires persuasion. It requires debate. It requires deliberation. It requires talking about ideas, right? Well, if you don't govern a society that way, then the only other way is to govern through force. It's to assert your will uh, through force, like it or not. And if people won't agree and they won't abide by your force, then they have to be attacked. You, they have to be targeted. They have to be forced to comply. Persuasion or force, those are your only options. But here's the point. When truth is not on your side, but you were still determined to win at all costs, then force is your only option right? Because if, if you can't defend your position, if you, can't, um, if you can't defend the attacks of your opponents by saying, no, what they said is not true. We're not selling dead baby body parts on the black market. We're not breaking federal law doing so. If you can't make that case and you can't persuade others to believe in your position, then you have to resort to that second way to govern, which is through force. And more and more, the way that America is governed is not through we the people, but it's through big corporations. It's through big tech. It's through the government and elected officials actually violating laws and refusing to prosecute illegal activity because their political campaign donors, Planned Parenthood, don't want them to, right? So David Daleiden, as you know or may not know, is the only undercover journalist in California history to be criminally prosecuted for his work that exposed illegal activity, that exposed violations of federal law. He's the only undercover journalist in California history to be criminally prosecuted for his work. And now you remember, right, this whole debacle. In 2015, the Center for Medical Progress and their investigative journalists David Delighton and Sandra Merritt met with high-ranking Planned Parenthood executives posing as an interested third party in the purchase of fetal body parts from abortions. And they got these high-ranking Planned Parenthood executives admitting on camera that they haggle over the price of, of baby organs and body parts for additional cash, which they sell to interested third parties for valuable consideration. This violates U.S. Code 289G2, quote, it shall be unlawful for any person to knowingly acquire, receive, or transfer any human fetal tissues for valuable consideration. What is valuable consideration? Financially benefiting from it, right? <laughs> this is important because allowing for profit to be made off of the exchange or sale of fetal tissue creates an incentive to make more of it. Well, how do you make more of fetal tissue that you can... I, 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 you have to kill more humans, right? You can only get body parts from killing human beings in the womb. Kamala Harris at the time was Attorney General for California and immediately launched an investigation against the whistleblowers, not against Planned Parenthood, who was just exposed for breaking federal law. She raided David Daleiden's apartment to steal any other recordings he had of Planned Parenthood officials, all while defending the criminals whose crimes the whistleblowers had exposed. Now, remember, having received massive donations from Planned Parenthood for her elections, 
Pro-life organizations demanded that Kamala Harris resign over the obvious and blatant conflict of interest. And Daleiden's attorneys at the time cited leaked emails showing Kamala Harris's office working with Planned Parenthood to draft legislation that would criminalize undercover investigations like the Center for Medical Progresses. Well, now there's more coming out about the collusion happening between California officials, the Attorney General office once again, although Kamala Harris doesn't reside in it anymore, and Planned Parenthood and the abortion industry and the National Abortion Federation. Wicked, disgusting stuff, right? Silencing the voice of the people, uh, usurping your role and duties, and refusing to prosecute illegal behavior, which is the duty of the Attorney General Office, simply because you don't like the results. So we're not going to uphold certain laws we don't really like because Planned Parenthood just puts too much blood money in my pockets for my campaign runs every few years. LifeSite News on September 28th, Gabriel Hayes writing says, the criminal case against David Alliden has revealed the real tyranny that the abortion industry and the California Attorney General Office of California have been working together, quote, twisting U.S. law to, in order to crush an undercover journalist for exposing the truth about big abortions practices. In Daleiden's lawyer's assessment, there is a collusion between the National Abortion Federation, Planned Parenthood, and the California Attorney General's office to bring a, quote, political prosecution against Daleiden. In order to find more proof of this collusion, the Thomas More Society, right, Great Legal Defense Foundation, went to court on September 20th, this is last month, with a motion to compel discovery of communications between National Abortion Federation and the Attorney General's office. The evidence they've already acquired was enough to convince the judge to grant the motion and the expectation is that they will find more evidence of hand-in-hand -hand work between the state and the abortion industry. Well, no surprises there, right? Because these are all the same people. It's all the same institution. It's, it's, it's the cult of death. It's the, it's the leftist establishment. It doesn't matter what face it brings up, whether it's the face of a politician, the face of big tech. Remember with Google doing the bidding of abortion industry by getting rid of abortion reversal pill ads on Facebook, whether it's the face of um, Planned Parenthood or it's the face of a lawyer or a judge who will do Planned Parenthood's bidding. It's all the same institution. It's all the same thing. These people work together to achieve their political goals, and their greatest political goal has always been to protect the sacrament of abortion. But this is nothing new. This is what Kamala Harris did in 2015, right? Kamala Harris, who knows a lot about sleeping around to gain political capital, infamously prostituted her attorney general powers to her political campaign donors, Planned Parenthood, with the leaked emails, exposing that she was working with Planned Parenthood on the best way to get that little David Israelite to shut up, take away his stones and his sling so he can't slay the Goliath of the abortion industry. But this is what ruins a nation, right? When we, the people, no longer have a say in our politics, when the politicians are more accountable to corporate America, big business, and Planned Parenthood than they are to the people. And California officials are more than happy to break the law, pervert justice, and silence their political opponents in order to protect their high sacrament and keep Planned Parenthood happy. And of course, your tax dollars are used to fund these Democrats, remember? Okay? $600 million a year are taken from you, the taxpayer, and is funded to Planned Parenthood. 
Planned Parenthood then just has a big bowl of money because money's fungible. They're told, don't use this tax dollars on abortion. They shrug their shoulders, money's fungible, move it around, $600 million. And then they use tens of millions of that to get pro-abortion Democrats elected. So your tax dollars are helping keep these people in power um, because of the corruption that is happening. The LifeSite News article finished and says, the Thomas More Society Vice President and Senior Counsel Peter Breen remarked that Daleiden's battle with the two monstrous entities has ripped the mask off of the abortion struggle in this country. It has revealed that the abortion industry is so powerful that it is pressing the California government to do its bidding in crushing Daleiden. The evidence for that is so obvious, this collusion, okay, that the, the senior counsel Peter Breen claimed his legal team has, quote, operated under the theory that the abortion industry is controlling the prosecution. So this is coming from Daleiden's legal defense team, right? Who, who see everything happening. They're on the front lines, right? They're in the inner circle. They're in, involved in this battle day to day for years. And they're saying it is so obvious at this point what's happening that we're now just operating off of the theory in, in drafting our defense and, and everything. We're just operating off of the theory at this point that the abortion industry is actually controlling the prosecution and not our legal system, not the lawyers, not the judges, um, but the abortion industry um, who, who um, is really running the show. And the, the lawyers and the judicial branch are kissing the feet of the abortion industry to do their bidding. Disturbing stuff, um, and this battle is not going to end peacefully. Let me just say that very clearly. Uh, David Leiden may need to flee to a state at some point and be granted amnesty and protection um, by maybe Ron DeSantis or something like that because they will not let up. They will not stop. Um, and the millions and millions of dollars he's been charged with will just be the beginning. They want him behind bars. Um, they want to treat him like they treated the insurrectionists on January 6th. Um, and you see the new footage, by the way, recently of just people just standing by and letting them walk right in the door. Um, that's a question for another podcast. But, but they, they want to treat David Daleiden just like the, the insurrectionists that are rotting in D.C. prisons, uh, while the Black Lives Matter protesters and rioters who burned down the country um, are already back out on the streets. This is what destroys a country. Um, and this is why it's so important to assert our political will and to do so very soon, very loud, and very incessantly. But Florida is showing us how to fight back. You know, Newsom said, these are dark days and it becomes of outsized importance for California to assert itself. Well, Florida is asserting themselves in the right way. Florida legislators have filed a heartbeat bill that is mirrored after Texas's heartbeat bill. Remember the Texas heartbeat bill that bans abortion at six weeks when there's a detectable heartbeat, but the state is not enforcing the ban. They're deputizing private citizens to file $10,000 a piece civil lawsuits for everyone involved in an abortion except the woman in order to, to enforce their pre-Roe versus Wade state law so that the law could stand. It was a strategic move, and the Supreme Court allowed it to stand, and now probably 120 to 150 babies are being saved a day in the state of Texas because of this law. Florida is taking the same law, and they're essentially copy and pasting it into Florida. So yes, these are dark days, aren't they, Newsom? But Florida is asserting itself in the correct way, the right way, the righteous way, the moral way. The question is not about um, whether it's wrong to assert your political power and to wield po political power and to demand that the country look a certain way. 
someone's going to do that either way. The question is who will be doing it and for what purposes. And Florida is showing that they're doing that for very good purposes. And the more and more states we get copying this Texas law, now you're talking about really presenting a, a, a viable and um, powerful challenge to Roe versus Wade as Nancy Pelosi is trying to codify Roe v. Wade into federal law. If we have five, six, seven, eight states that do this, that type of movement, that type of coordination pre presents a far more powerful um, approach and way to hit back for people like Merrick Garland, the attorney general who said that maybe we need to send in federal troopers into Texas to protect women's right to abortion. Uh, well, good luck doing that in seven or eight states that are all doing this. Um, and when we stand up in that way and present that type of united front, um, I believe the culture of death sits down. I believe that the Democrats will sit down because they're not going to want to push the, the we the people that far. And this is an incredible way to save more children and actually begin to end abortion. And Florida's doing the right thing here. Um, according to LifeSite News, DeSantis' office wrote in an emailed statement saying, Governor DeSantis is pro-life. The governor's office is aware that the bill was filed today, and like all legislation, we will be monitoring it as it moves through the legislative process in the coming months. So I believe that he would sign this, certainly hope and pray that he does and doesn't cave to any pressure to not do so. But the only reason America is in the mess that she has been in for decades, right, is because Republicans have functioned like squishes and didn't fight with the same zeal, purpose, and urgency for their political vision as the left did. Republicans were focused on just lowering tax rates, GDP, make a little more money, and abandon these, these really hot topic issues, the cultural issues, the ones that shape a society and a republic for decades. Is it too late for us to finally assert our moral political will in a meaningful way? I hope not. It is starting to change. I only hope it's not too late. This is good news. And in a culture of death and in a cult of death run by Democrats, we'll take good news when we can get it and pray for many other states and many other governors to find that same type of moral fiber and spine to step up in a propitious Kairos moment that will present the best opportunity at ending abortion and protecting the pre-born for many, many more decades. It's time to stand. It's time to toe the line. It's time for you to stand up and set aside your reputation and put truth and the protection of the innocent b before your reputation, before your, your reputation and standing in the community. Um, because if we don't stand freely now, we may not be able to stand at all in the near future. Newsom just passed a bill as well saying that no more recording outside of abortion clinics if you're a sidewalk counselor. So uh, sidewalk counselors who wear those for their own protection so that if someone assaults them, they have it on camera. Newsom wants to get rid of that. They're trying to push through no, no picketing vaccination sites. Guess who provides vaccinations? Planned Parenthood. Oh, I'm sure that was totally a coincidence that they did that. They're trying to silence your voice. They're trying to keep your dissent from making a meaningful impact on the republic. They don't want you to save children. They don't want you to know if your own children are chopping off their penises or taking puberty blockers and cross-sex hormones or killing your own grandchildren. They don't want you to know that, but they do want you to pay for it for your, from your insurance plans. The state is coming for the family. They're coming for children. They have been doing for, for actually a long, long time. It's only now that finally, for goodness sake, people are starting to realize how much they hate families, how much they hate children, both pre-born and born children that they can use and attack and present themselves as a savior to while abusing the very people they claim that they defend and stand for. Will you stand for them? Will you wake up? Will you assert your moral, political, spiritual vision 
before it's too late. I certainly hope so. Thanks so much for joining the show today. If you want to learn more, head on over to sethgruber.com. Sign up for my newsletter. Um, give the show a rating and review. Subscribe at YouTube, uh, iTunes, Podcast, Spotify. Let us know what you think. It really helps us reach more people. We really appreciate your comments. It means a lot to me, um, and it really helps boost us up on the charts so more people see the show, and they're exposed to ideas that you know you're not exposed to in very many other places. And as long as I can fly under the technocrats at Google, we're going to continue pushing out these ideas. If you want to book me for an event, come see me speak at a, a local event soon. Uh, go to sethgruber.com, S-E-T-H-G-R-U-B as in baby boy, E-R.com. We appreciate it so much, and we'll see you next week. I'm Seth Gruber, and this is Unaborted. <laughs>